New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, everybody. This is Daniel Doss. I am one of the worship leaders at New Vision, I'm mainly at the Battlefield campus on Sundays, occasionally on Thursday nights for that fun, rambunctious crowd. And I'm excited to be with you today on this podcast. And I'm reading from Proverbs. I'm reading chapter 16, 1 through 15 from the New Living Translation. So let's go for it. Proverbs 16, beginning in verse 1. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. The Lord has made everything for his own purposes, even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests the proud, for they will surely be punished. Unfailing love and faithfulness make atonement for sin. By fearing the Lord, people avoid evil. When people's lives please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. Better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. The king speaks with divine wisdom. He must never judge unfairly. The Lord demands accurate scales and balances. He sets the standards for fairness. A king detests wrongdoing, for his rule is built on justice. The king is pleased with words from righteous lips. He loves those who speak honestly. The anger of the king is a deadly threat. The wise will try to appease it. When the king smiles, there is life. His favor refreshes like a spring rain. Proverbs 16, 1 through 15. A lot of these phrases might seem disconnected, but but as I continue to read them and meditate on them, I I see a common theme and uh, multiple themes. But one is that God is sovereign. He is in control. Also, that his ways are good. In verse 1 of chapter 16, it says, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. You know, when you were in school and uh, if you were uh, cheating off someone, you would want to cheat off someone that was really smart, that knew all the answers. Of course, you shouldn't be cheating. I hope you didn't cheat, but I have a feeling everyone listening to this probably cheated in some way. Um, good things are there's grace, right? But check this out. If we're going to look off the paper of someone, we want it to be someone that knows what they're talking about. And it says here, I like how it says in the New Living Translation where it says the Lord gives the right answer. It just emphasizes even more how much we should be listening to the Lord. We need to look off his paper. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we need to listen. Um, and also going along with that, committing your actions to the Lord and our plans succeeding. Man, it's such a it's such a good reminder that whatever we do, 
whether in word or deed, do to the glory of God. That is so important in the long term of life. When I think over the years of the impact that um, people have had in my life, it's those not who have done one great and mighty deed or one big thing or project or or whatever, but it's those who faithfully over the years just committed their lives to the Lord. They did things to honor the Lord. I think about my grandparents. Um, every time I would stay with them on a weekend, we'd get up on Sunday morning and we'd go to church. And they sang their hearts out, even though my granddad couldn't hear real well and couldn't find the right key or pitch, he sang with all he had. Um, and they committed their lives to the Lord. He had a, uh, a recliner in front of the TV, but with a bookshelf right next to it. And on that bookshelf, right at arm's height, not too high or too low that it, he got it when he didn't use it, but it was obvious he used it every day. He had his Bible there and a little devotional, and, and he would read that. And, you know, I just I think about a steady commitment of actions to the Lord. And also with that, granddaddy was a carpenter and my grandma was a stay-at-home mom and, uh, and they didn't really have a lot of money. But it never seemed as though they were discontent with what they didn't have. But it seemed as though they were thankful for what they did have. You know, in verse eight, it says, better to have little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. Paul tells us in the New Testament that godliness with contentment is great gain. So he couples those things together, the godliness, following God. You know, it sounds a lot like committing your actions to the Lord. Um, Coupling that with being content, that is great gain. And when we think about how we are not of this world, how we are ambassadors of another kingdom that is not here on earth, but we are ambassadors of our king. Um, you know, our mindset should be different from the world. You know, we, we got to be careful in that, you know, in the world and not of it. We have to just be careful to walk that line of we are in the world. We live here, but we are ambassadors. We are not of the world. And and that's kind of backwards from the what I saw around me and in, in, uh, in media and in uh, commercials and then just the world I see get all you can at any cost and the American dream is just that we're gonna get all these things in a massive we even have um, have buildings created where you can rent garages not on your property so you can store stuff now I know there might be some practicality to this but you know I just think about in the Old Testament you know or in the New Testament when Jesus talked about the um, the the landowner that kept building more and more places to house his extra grain um, and just building up so much. And I, when I drive by these storage facilities, I just think, man, there's just so much stuff there that we just keep amassing over and over. And we just go online and we add to cart. You know, it might make us feel better for a moment. But if if we learn to be content more so in God and trusting in him and his sovereign plan, uh, <clears throat> then maybe we could find more comfort in him rather than adding to cart and adding to storage building. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm out shopping and 
with my wife, we'll just be looking at different things and we'll be like, oh, look at that. And sometimes I'll think, I wonder how much that's going to go for in our yard sale next year. Because <laughs> I mean, how many times have we bought something thinking we have to have it and then we end up throwing it away or getting rid of it or just letting it sit there in a storage facility. Um, it's so wise here. It's better to have little with godliness than to be rich <clears throat> and dishonest. Um, I often do go back to my grandparents when I begin to dream about having so many things and stuff. It kind of complicates matters when we have more stuff um, rather than just being content with what you do have. And I'm sure they had discontent on some level. But um, at the same time, the way they carried out their life, it seems as though they just trusted the Lord and were content with what he gave them. Um, so in verse one, it says, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. I want us to circle back to that before we end today. You know, we <clears throat> we make plans and we're, we're kind of geared towards that. And we have a calendar and we, you know, people are planning six months out, a year out, you know, we'll get things on the calendar that we're going to work towards and, and do with whether or with our business or with a vacation. And we make, we do make plans, but at the end of the day, the Lord is the one that, that directs, you know, um, there's another, um, verse in verse nine of chapter 16, that says we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We have no idea what tomorrow will bring, you know, um, Jesus said, who can add a day to their life by worrying, you know? Um, but who, who knows, you know, what we can plan ahead for, you know, and we shouldn't worry about what uh, we're going to eat or what we will drink, you know? And he, he goes and talks about the flowers of the field and it's like he, he clothes them, he feeds them, he cares for them. And how much more does he, does he care for us? And that is so true. And I, I hope we can rest in that today on this day that, Yes, it's it's okay to plan. It's good to plan. It, it would be, um, you know, it, there's another proverb that talks about how a man builds builds a house. He plans for it. You know, um, I think Jesus taught you know talked about that. He he weighs, you know, what it's going to take to build that house. And we need to do that. We need to plan ahead. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with God. He he is in control. He gives the right answer. He determines our steps. And, uh, and so let's, let's rest in that. And also let's plan in that. As we plan our calendar, let's do it through the, uh, the filter of, Lord, I'm laying this before you. I want to commit my future actions to you and my planning of today and days forward. I want to commit those to you. And I'm also going to trust in you because I know you know what is good, what is right, and I know you will determine our steps. And so <clears throat> I'm going to trust in you on this day. And even if I have anxiety over what may come in the future, um, I'm going to trust that you are in control and you have the right answer and you are going to do um, what is best. So I don't know what tomorrow will bring, and nobody does. And if they claim they do, then they are a liar unless they are the Lord. The Lord knows the right answer. He knows what will happen. Let's trust in him. Let's embrace 
his wisdom for the day. Let's uh, follow him and his ways. Let's commit our actions to him and even our thoughts. It says the Lord examines our motives in verse two. You know, we might think we are pure in our own eyes, but the Lord, he looks, he looks at the heart. He looks at our motives, why we are doing things. Let's commit even our motives to him as pure as we can and saying, Lord, we commit this day and we commit our hearts and our actions and our motives for our actions and words to you. Capture them with your, um, with your kindness and your goodness and capture them with the awe of who you are and that you're the author of all things. Father, we thank you for this day that that you have given us. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in this day. And we will also acknowledge that you are God. You are in control. You are the author. You are sovereign over all things, over all things that could worry us or capture us with anxiety. You are Lord over all those things. And so we put our trust in you. We put our motivation in you. Help us live life in an effort to move your kingdom forward in that we are not of this world, but we are ambassadors. We are your um, conduit of the kingdom for a world in need that needs you. So we trust in you and we boldly move forward trusting in you that you will direct our paths. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you guys have a great day and I want to encourage you to tune in tomorrow and uh, continue on this journey of wisdom. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.